TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch and my champion mindset co-host, as always, Marcus Pierce. Lawrence Tam, great to be with you as always, superstar. It's uh, it's fantastic. And again, it's uh, another two weeks and we're on another podcast on Champion's Mind. 52 of these, our team. Yeah, 52 is amazing, isn't it? So um, today, well, what are we going to talk about today is uh, a, um, an email that I got, um, a conversation, I guess, uh, with uh, this lady. Uh, we'll, make, uh, we'll make her anonymous. Give her, give her, her name is Jane. We'll give her her name as Jane, just to kind of keep this anonymous, because it's the, the person is irrelevant, because this happens to all of us. And so the email that I got was, you know, the takeaway was the gist of it, I guess, is that um, they, it was on the issue of alcohol, but, you know, replace alcohol with anything that's going on in your particular life. And uh, in terms, not, I guess, wouldn't say addiction, but the, the challenge that you're trying to remove out of your life. Um, and uh, one of the things was that, I, you know, I know exactly what I, what it is that I need to know order to be congruent with my life that is to change my relationship with alcohol at present i drink heavily around once per week it gets to the point where every time i drink i feel very guilty about doing so even leading up to a drinking uh, i feel guilty and knowing that it is an area of my life i'm not walking the talk um, but i continue to do so there must be a way of drinking somehow serves my values but i'm sure in the stage would love some insight on this so you know and it you know it's a it, first of all i want to you know, looking at that email, just reading it, the first thing I, I, I see in that is that I recognize that the person, right, Jane here, um, realizes, has awareness, at least, that this is a problem for her. Yeah. Right, that's key. And you picked this up as I read this before, is that yeah. she even feels guilty leading up to the drinking. It's not even just a- after the drinking. So it's not like just eating the cupcake and then feeling guilty afterwards. It's like leading up to knowing that a cupcake is going to be available right? or walking to the shop that knowing that yeah. I'm going to see this cupcake store, that I'm going to buy this cupcake, that they're already feeling guilty about it. So many, so many ways to attack this. But the, the first thing is that it's such a, it's a pull, it's a push pull that is so common in just the human condition, isn't it? That pull to do something almost to please others and, uh, and, and the opposite, um, I suppose, avoidance of not wanting to be, rejected and not wanting to be lonely um, and not wanting to be out of the loop. Mm. It's a massive, it's just, it's almost like Jane is at that, at the most sticky point of the whole situation. It's like the band-aid's just about to be ripped. Like she's actually so close to making a significant shift, but she's in probably the hardest part. And so let's be clear on this right from the get-go. Is because, that- sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Because knowledge, having the awareness is can be far more painful than actually having no having no awareness whatsoever. It's that good old ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. So the ignorance of it is often more easy to live through than actually having the awareness that she's not holding herself to the standard that she would like to. Mm. And and that's the key, though, right? It's just to say that one of the the, the main issue here is that we want to we be clear on this is that we're not condoning or pushing or anybody not to drink or to drink at all like that's not the issue here right so let's be yep. clear on that we're just this person is you know jane is is feeling the uh, the um the pressure of and wanting to kind of 
um, deal with the relationship that she has with drinking and has nothing to do with whether she should a drink or not. Let's be clear. Yeah, you could replace it with going out for McDonald's. You could replace it working with out. Working out. You could replace it with watching horror movies when she really loves rom coms. Yeah. You could replace it with anything. Being lazy or, um, you know, being uh, not doing the things that needs to be done in business or whatever it is, right? Um, it, the, the key point is just take this as an issue. It's, it's amaz- it amazes me how how it polarizes people with certain things when they have to, you know, people tell them to give up, like case in point, right? And I know kind of detracting away, but it makes uh, it makes a point. Away. It's always fun yeah, when you yeah. detract away, LT. But think about this, like, you know, we last, um, a fortnight ago, we, we talked about in our podcast about the summit. We talked about the wellness summit and we talked about, you know, Pete Evans. And Pete Evans, one of the things that during the Wellness Guys podcast, if you haven't listened to the Wellness Guy podcast, go listen to it, right? Because one of the question was, Marcus, that you asked from a, from a, an audience member was, yes. you know, do you drink and why or why why not? And we went yes. through the whole entire speaker lineup and went through, you know, each person and whether they drink or not. And, you know, and I'll, I'll be clear and honest because I'll tell you on this particular thing, I don't drink. Uh, most people don't know that. I haven't, you know, I haven't had a drink for like 14 years um, simply because of a congruency thing. And this is probably why this uh, Jane, Jane, that's why Jane actually um, asked me this question because they knew my history of uh, of being congruent with my message because I promote health. And I just believe that if I was getting drunk every single weekend, it just wouldn't be congruent to my message. But Pete Evans said, got up there and said, and I thought it was brilliant, right? He says, um, you know, if if we don't allow pregnant women to drink and we don't let children to drink, there's probably something in that. And he just left it at that. It was so, it was so clean and concise. It was just perfect. It was very poignant. insightful. And yeah, poignant is the word, but that's too big a word for me to usually say. So <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, and, when, and I remember seeing that on Instagram, like it was posted up um, that quote. And it was amazing. People were sharing it around and I've read some of the comments and it's unbelievable. Most people, yeah, oh, right on. Da, da, da. And like we said about the last podcast about, about uh, criticism, there's always the one person, right? Or the few person who goes, I totally disagree with that. There's other reasons why people wouldn't drink or other pregnant women yeah. wouldn't drink, blah, blah, blah. I'm not giving up my champagne. Yeah, I'm not giving up my thing. And I was like, wow, isn't that amazing how people's story right, defends to no end that this is why I'm allowed to drink. And so I don't think Peter was saying you shouldn't drink. He just said outlining why he doesn't drink. Those are the reasons. I mean, the question was asked. So whether you believe him or not, it doesn't really matter. So all we're saying here is that I want to investigate, you know, what is the the issue here? And so my response back on an email was that you got to ask yourself, right? So this, to Jane, I go, what do you ask yourself? Like, you know, what does drinking once a week give you? Because obviously you do it for a reason, right? You don't just drink heavily yeah. once a week for no reason. You don't um, not exercise because it doesn't give you a reason. I mean, we all know exercise is great, really good for you, but you don't exercise because it gives you some sort of pleasure as well, which is, you know, that I don't have to work that hard. Or the payoff, you get to sleep in, you snuggle in bed, you exactly. spend time with the kids, you watch your favorite TV show, whatever it is. Mm. So in, the, in this case, I say, you know, in terms of the value that it will give you is this connection with friends, right? That's what drinking would usually do. It connects you with friends. Of course. I mean, when, you know, Brett and I don't drink and uh, I, Marcus, I think you barely drink. I'm um, gray. I yeah, learned that, yeah. but I learned that term on the weekend. Yeah, that was great. Was very, <laughs> very great. rarely. Yeah, and but it, it does detract you like if, from, a, from a connection point of view where everybody's going out to a bar or, or dance and stuff and everybody else drinking and, and I'm the only person who's not drinking, trust me, it it's 
not that it's awkward, but it's different. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's different <laughs> not to have something in your hand and everybody's drinking. So social, social connection um, is one thing why people drink. Um, you know, also people drink is, you know, the ability to let loose, you know, also feeling a bit less in control. You know, that's, I mean, yep. those are the values that I asked them, right? I, I'm sorry, I asked her um, regards to, you know, why would you drink uh, once a week? Uh, what, you know, what does it give you? And um, because everything that we do or do not do give us some sort of benefit. And uh, we just need to name it. We need to be aware of it and be able to, to recognize it. Because if we don't, we, we're not going to be able to move past it until you recognize the value. So what was the answer? I want to know the answer. Did Jane um, give you an answer? Yeah, yeah Jane. So, so a couple of things. Um, one of the key things, I was just sort of reading this to, to kind of, uh, I want to be pointing, because I said to you, I was like, can I achieve this by doing something else? So the thing is that if, once you name it, you can then um, achieve, you can figure out, ask yourself, can you achieve this thing that you're trying to, the benefit that you get uh, without drinking in excess? Like, is there another way of doing it? Because if you can get that benefit from doing something else, then you kind of help yourself move towards solving that problem, right? And so, yeah. you know, the answer um, that I got, so I'm sorry, I'm just trying to read this at the same time, is that... You're trying uh, to multitask. Yeah, I'm trying to multitask. It's male brain, isn't it? No, it's not. It's <laughs> definitely not, especially when I have to read English. And, uh, you know, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, a couple of reasons were, you know, there's one that's really relevant. I don't really want to talk about that. Um, the other one was um, um, it also means to forget about the things that's going on in life. Pretty much that's the gist of it. You know, drinking allows them to forget about the troubles, the challenges, um, the things that are going on, right? So it's to let loose, so to kind of forget about and numb the, 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 the current situation that Jane's going through, you know? Yeah. And, you know, this is not true. I'm just making stuff up. It could be, you know, her relationship with her partner. Um, it could be a relationship with um, maybe not being, not enjoying her job or being able to pay the rent or whatever it is, right? And the second uh, reason was that, you know, relationships, um, you know, she feels lonely sometimes. Um, and, uh, and, and another reason, you know, and so therefore it's another reason the drink is to kind of avoid that feeling. So both of the reasons is pretty much the same is avoidance is avoidance of the feelings of feeling bad. Yeah. Right. So that's the, um, and that, and, and he, and she points it out correctly. She goes, the human condition again, wins out. That's exactly what words. she said. Yeah, exactly. That's her wow. words. Wow. Um, and she is so uh, close to making a change. Yeah. And the notion that we shouldn't have to feel bad about anything. Uh, whereas stress is a natural part of our lives and helps us grow. So, you know, that was huge, right? I think I saw that and go, wow, this is really cool. Uh, She did have a a second reason, which was what I mentioned about, you know, feeling cool and being part of the group. And that's, you know, to... To be, yeah. to be okay, it's very difficult for people to be okay to not do something when everybody else is doing it. Yeah. Right? To be different. Especially in a certain age group. I don't know how, what age Jane is in, but particularly when you're, say, 18 to, I don't know, 28, let's say. Well, I would uh, actually say, actually, probably um, seven-year-old to, yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, to, to, to be a lot older too and yeah, maybe in your 40s. Alcohol, but yes, totally. Yeah, no, yeah. Because, I mean, think about it. I look at, you know, I look at my, um, my daughter. Um, she's six years old and I can really see this. I'm starting to see a shift now, mm-hmm. right? And when she was five, she didn't care. You know, no one cares. She doesn't care about what people are thinking of her. She just does her thing. But I'm starting to see, like, you know, she's heading into year one next year. She's six now. She's seven years old. Like, around that age, you can start to start to see, like, she starts to worry about what other people are thinking. Wow. You know? And I can see it. And and I think it's a, a human condition that we all want to be part of a tribe. Yeah. We all want to be part of something. And this goes against everything that we just talked about. Not, not everything, but it, it basically... <laughs> 
goes with <laughs> along with what we just talked about in our last podcast, isn't it? Yes. Right? Divorce yourself from the tribe of everyone. Yeah. Figure out exactly what it is that is important to you and then join a new tribe of people that love and respect you. Yeah. For who you are and what you stand for. And when you stand for something, guess what? You pulled yourself out of that tribe and put yourself mm. known in that tribe. And guess what? You're open for like for someone to target you, to criticize mm. you. And that's exactly what happens to us. And I don't know about you, but I remember, I remember first time, on, I still remember when I, I stopped. I, one day I just said, no, that's enough. I made a conscious decision. I'm not drinking anymore. Yeah. Right? And guess what? Like, like anybody who has ever quit smoking or drinking or anything else, it's they go, oh, come on, Lawrence. Just have this one drink. Come on. Do yeah. this. Do that. Yes. Do that. Like, like what are yeah, you doing? Just one. Just you, one. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if the listeners know, but I quit drinking for six years, I think. And um, a bit like you, LT, just, just wasn't, didn't feel like the right thing to do anymore at the time. And um, I just um, realized that people would constantly say, at 11 o'clock at night, you sure you don't want just one? Just yeah. one? And uh, in, in your most polite way, you would always um, decline. Um, but it is one of those, it's one of those trickier things, isn't it? And it does take some courage. It, 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 these are your closest friends, right? I mean, I, I haven't, listen, I haven't drank, I have, I have not touched alcohol 14 years. I still get it now. Yeah. I think it happened on the weekend, actually. Yeah. It's like, come on. He goes, you should have this. I'm like, you know, I don't, like, you know, I don't drink. Like, yeah. It's publicly known, but it, I know it's probably in, in a joking manner, but still it happens all the time. And so it's because it's what you stand for. And therefore they are always going to, you know, knock, knock you down, even from your closest friends. So it happens. And the, the key thing is that you, you, you start to recognize that as you start to evolve and in the headspace that you got to do is that you got to, um, recognize that, it, this is going to happen. And so I wrote back and said, you know, I even said, actually, I'm reading my email back to her saying, this is huge, like big insights. First, number one, you drink because of avoidance, right? Avoid this, avoid that, right? Mm-hmm. To avoid blank, blank, blank. And then go, you drink because you want to feel of being belonging to a group. And we all do that to some levels. And I'm sure there's also other reasons as well that we didn't get into, right? And uh, so I, I basically pointed out to them that, um, you know, and this is goes exactly for, you know, exercise or whatever, because anybody who goes to a summit or go to do some new diet or new way of living or thinking better, positive or stop living a mediocre life, blah, blah, blah. Someone's going to challenge you because why are you going to go and do that? And, yeah. you know, the funny thing is, I'm sure I've talked about this, is that the funny thing is, is that when you transform and when you change, right, we're all about changes anyways, but when you change, the reason why, and I heard this once before, and I, I'll never forget it, the reason why people around you are so uncomfortable with you transforming and be, being different, do you know why, Marcus? Say it, I'll tell you. The reason why is because then they you're going to think I'm going to say they have to change. No, they don't have to change, but they have to learn new ways of manipulating you. <laughs> I was not expecting that. All right. Let me, let me repeat that. Manipulating? Yeah. Because we, we just think about this of your closest friends, of your family, family, yeah, friends. i mind spinning now. I'm okay. going all the way back to all the time right. when I quit. But yes, think li- about this. Talk. I'm, right. I'm listening. And this is, this is for all of us. And so let's put it in our perspective of your closest friends, of the people that you hang around with, maybe your partner, um, your wife, your husband, or your closest friends or whatever. You've, because you live with each other for such a long time, or you've been with this person for such a long time, or your friends for such a long time, you know every little button <laughs> to push to cause a reaction or to get your way, don't you? 
You've you've just struck it so you've just struck it deep. That's it's harsh, right? You got me. Yeah, but me. when someone changes, let's okay. Let's let's put it back to us because this will make it. Just say you know Sarah changes, like comes back from weekend and transforms you. You can. There's a part of you will say, yeah, congratulations, honey, because you know you're you're Marcus Pierce, like you're you know Mister Positivity. <laughs> but there's a part of you kind of going, I don't want you to change because now I have to learn to adapt yeah. to to differently to how to. You know, and I word that use the word manipulation in a way because it is a way of manipulation of to kind of get the way to get her to do things for you in a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah. And this is, and when I heard that, I honestly I can wish I can contribute to the person uh, who actually told me this. I can't remember where I heard this, but when I heard this, it, it just struck a chord with me. Guys, go. That's exactly what happens. It's because when you change or when you transform, other people around you now have to learn new tactics to out to try to manipulate you, and that's hard work, and that's yeah. hard for them. So they're rather than doing something, rather than relearning new ways, they tear you down, they bring you back into your comfort zone, bring you back to who you were, because it's so much easier to manipulate you at that point. Yeah, and I'm thinking that perhaps the real quality people in your life. Uh, and tell me if you agree with this or not, but the real quality friends that will accept you for who you are through thick and thin, no matter what changes you make to your life and your lifestyle, mm-hmm. they just they will tire of trying to manipulate. They, they may not even do it in the first place and they might actually say, well done for having the courage to make whatever change it is that you've made and you know that you've got an ally. Yeah, so, I, I think um, I think we, we if we are brutally honest with ourselves, I think we probably, you know, you know, quote unquote, manipulate the, our closest friends to some point, even like minor points. But yeah. you know, but the closest friends, the people that are um, that we are true friends to people, we we typically don't do that. You're right, and and we will honor that person's growth and transformation, and we will honor that. And that's for, that's the truth. But it's usually the fringe friends, you know, that the people that are just yeah. who who kind of if like for example, like we're ta- we I mean we're in Champions Mind, so you you as listeners are you know are obviously people who want to strive to kind of go beyond mediocrity. But if you hang around mediocre people, like people who just love and wallow in mediocrity and you want to change, that's what happens. Guarantee the first thing that's going to come up when you decide, when you, the moment of decision, you do something different, you sign up for a course or you, you decide that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to exercise every day or whatever you decide to do. There's going to be people going, what are you doing that for? Or you can't do that. And it's, it's not because, because they do do it out of love in a way, right? If we want to call it that, but they do yep. it also because they can't, because they're scared. They're scared of being left behind. Yeah. Yeah. But there's the loving side of them, which they won't probably know themselves, which is testing your resolve in your decision. So when someone says, come on, LT, just have a drink, really their purpose is to test your resolve. I think on a deeper level, but on a conscious level, yes, they're trying to tear you down. Um, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with, with having your beliefs tested every now and again, is there? Mm, exactly. Just, I have to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So when I was not drinking when I was about to get married and I had my Bucks Day and my friends brought along six liters of uh, green, what did I have, spirulina or wheatgrass water because I wasn't drinking. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. They had, they had just liters of the green juice and they were having beers and I was having... Uh, wheatgrass, and then they dressed me up in a mankini, and I had to dance along the pedestrian crossing and uh, collect money for charity um, because I was not a drinker. And totally sober. 
Yeah, I was totally sober. And then I got, and then I was rejected from the pub, which I wasn't drinking at because I said I was too drunk because I must have been having fun and um, dancing in That's the middle hilarious. of hilarious. Are you telling me that I was manipulated by my drinking friends who were trying to get me to do things and they succeeded? That only people that drunk did, but maybe I just did it anyway because it was funny. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. No. I think you could miss. I, I just want to make sure that we're not missing the point here. No, no. I don't. I was thinking that maybe I'm oversimplifying and I'm having a little bit of fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, no, I, no. I'm, what I'm saying is that. No, let me let me be clear on this point. What I'm saying is that when you transform or you change, when you decide to do something, you know that rejection of people and going, "What are you doing that for? Why yeah. are you changing? What, what? Don't exercise three times a week, right? Or don't." Don't quit your job and do this, or don't. Um, why? Why are you, you know, joining that health gym, for example? Why are you joining that program? What are you listening to these guys for? Whatever it is, yeah. right? When you say something, when you commit to do something, all of a sudden people are going to go like, "What are you doing that for?" That that type of rejection or resistance is the sign that it's hard for them that you're changing, and the reason why it's hard for people to change or for let to let other people change is because they no longer can treat you the same way. They're no longer because they're fearful that when you change that you're going to be a completely different person. They don't know how to, how to hook onto you anymore. No, yeah. no, not relate to you, but they just can't hook onto you like they normally would be able to in the past. All right? Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, they, it does. Because still, we're so used to. It, it really does. Like I know. I mean, let's face it. Like I know you well enough, Marcus, that I know what will push your buttons, what makes you laugh, and you know what motivates <laughs> you, and, and and what would drive you absolutely insane, right? Yeah. And yeah. you know, not that I would consciously do that. Like I'll consciously make sure I don't do that. That's the reason why I you know know those information. But yeah. but if you transform and become a different person, it's going to be a lot harder for me now to figure out what pushes your buttons, what makes you happy, and what makes you you know um, yeah. sad, for example. Yeah. And so therefore, it's more challenge for me as a person to do so. Now, if I was a shallow person, um, you know, no one ever went to that. But I mean, if I was, a, I would rather you kind of be the same, so I can just don't have to worry, yeah. don't have to go and evolve myself to go growth, and so I can evolve and keep up with you. I'd rather just you be the same. Right. So um, I'm curious, how did this end with Jane? With Jane. So listen, I, I just said, you know, I just basically outlined the things that you, the that's uh, the insight that she got, which is insightful, right? And I basically said, you know, ask the question, how does it make you feel? And more importantly, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to change or do to make a difference? If anything, because I said at this stage, it's your call. Your call to stop using alcohol or anything else, passing time on Facebook, internet, playing games, what doesn't really matter what it is to avoid feelings that you don't want to deal with. Your call to confront what, what, what do these feelings that you're trying to avoid teaching in your life or in person as the person you want to be. Your call to decide for yourself who you rather, um, rather than letting other people dictate who you are and who you should be. Your call to be who you want to be and allow the opportunity of your friends to judge you, accept you or deny you because of your stance, et cetera. Right? Yeah. Man, I actually wrote that was pretty good English That's all awesome. the way through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I didn't even proofread that. That was pretty good. Sorry. Um, you know, and, and it's about like putting it laying online because it's still at the end of the day, not my judgment and not my call. Because if you notice that, you know, this is this is just allowing the opportunity for Jane to think about what was going on and allowing her to to make the decision from here on in. And um and once she and, and she wrote back saying that you we nailed the hit and we hit the nail on the head and in terms of the reason why I drink and I'm gonna and from here I'm going to rub up against these things and I'm gonna to try to avoid and face them my head on uh, they might not feel nice but I'm sure we'll do some awesome growing from here and I'm gonna be true to who I am fear of disapproval is something I've always avoided right avoided yeah. and doing yeah. so I'm compromising myself and the truth that I live in order to please others I will I'm willing to accept myself and my truth 
Boom. Bang. And that was it. And Tom, I said, once you make a decision, it's, it's a decision. You draw a line in the sand and you stand up for what you believe in. You decide what you're not drinking again, then it is, it is now that I'm a non-drinker, period. Yeah, yeah. Identity right? shift. It's a non-drinker, period. If you decide that you only want to have two two drinks a night, max a night, then that is it. Whatever line you draw, you just draw that line and say, I'm not willing to cross that line anymore, or that's the line I stand on. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I said, this is the, the, the insight I got. So I said, you know, what would be really weird you know, for you, um, is to be on a, like a, be a fly on the wall and just watch your friends and how they react to what you decided. Yeah. Watch the reaction, how they play different and how they try different tricks on you. Like what we talked about. And it's just to kind of see human behavior. And when you can see being on a fly on the wall, it's not so direct. So you become a third person and you start to see, and you start to see, um, you know, that whole, the whole aspect of how people, you know, you know, observe, you know, observe you and also do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, Jane decided she doesn't, she doesn't want to completely quit drinking, but she decided that, you know, she was going to only have like two glasses of wine, um, you know, max or whatever it was. It doesn't really so matter. You, you know what else I'm thinking about as you say this is that when you have a really empowering peer group, you almost have an element of reverse manipulation where if you actually drop the ball, they will actually call you on it. Mm-hmm. And say, hold on a minute, mate, you're better than that. Mm. So when you know that you're experiencing challenge in your life or you actually know, like this is what we spoke about this on the previous podcast with the a lot of people, not a lot, saw some posts um, tagged the Wellness Summit 14 saying, um, I realized that I'd been, you know, that I dropped the ball or, you know, a few months ago I did this post and I wasn't uh, and I had dropped the ball since I did this post of how amazing my life had been and then the summit was like that peer group of saying, well, okay, if you've dropped the ball, time to get back on the bandwagon and when you've got a peer group that knows your true, uh, your truth or knows, um, you know, how world-class you are, then when you do drop the ball, you are almost manipulated using your term LT to actually return to your best self because they won't actually just let it slip. Whereas if you've got a disempowering power group, a disempowering peer group, like you say, they will actually, they won't drop the ball. They'll actually say, mate, we want you to come back down to this level, which might be okay for them, but is not okay for you. So I think it's a really good insight as to how empowering is your peer group and a great test is when challenge strikes or when change occurs what happens Mm. yeah it's so true though you know you you the peer group is one of those key factors that needs to to be um not just incongruent to your lifestyle and your choices, but they also got to accept for who you are. And we, we all say that to a point and, um, we all recognize that that, that should be the case, but it doesn't happen always. And that's, that's, a, it's a hard thing to do. And, and it's something, it's a minefield in terms of finding true fence. And, um, you, you know, and I'm, I, I support that just because someone was your friend once doesn't necessarily have to be your friends for life. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? There are people in your life that come in and out of your life, and I think it's okay to accept that because we all change. I mean, I'm, I was totally different when I was in university to chiropractic college to, you know, coming out to Australia, and I'm a completely different person now. And it would be interesting because I haven't, I'm going back to Toronto for the first time in like nine years, and, you know, I'll get to see some of my friends and some of my, you know, you know, family members who I haven't seen in a very long time. 
And it'll be yeah. interesting to see whether or not we still have those same common bonds or have we all evolved in some way that it changes because we, you know, you and I both know we have kids and that has changed as well. And so um, that happens, right? And so having that peer group to support you is so important and be okay and to let go of some of the peer group that you no longer serves your purpose. Can I share a little quote with you, LT? Yeah, please. Um, can't claim this, but you're often sharing quotes on here, so I'm going to chime in here. People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. When you figure out which one it is, you will know what to do for each person. And it goes on. It's a long one, but mm. I'll just leave it there. But I think once we can recognize that some people aren't meant to be in our lives, in, in our lives forever, some people, the season might be your school years or the reason might be to teach you something. Or yes, they might be... Um, you might know that that person needs to be in your life for a lifetime or they will be in your life forever. But the sooner you can get clarity on it, then the easier it is to, I think, deal with people. Yeah, and, and let's face it, like the people you continually hang around with is just is really the average of who you are and who, you, who you're going to continue to be if that's who, what you want. I mean, it's reflected on the Facebook posts that you put up, like the pictures yeah. of your friends and the people you hang around with. I mean... Um, you know, you can tell a lot from a, uh, a person. I can tell you that now, especially with social media. If I, I can tell a lot about a person when you just go on their Facebook page. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big you know one. what I mean? Not, not just if you just take a That's what Facebook has done, right? That if you kind of go on someone's Facebook page and you just sort of, if they're regular Facebook posters, I guess, and you, you post and they post regularly on pictures, on comments, what they like, yeah. what they don't like. Um, yeah. what they say and how they comment, how they handle themselves and yeah. what they're sharing. Trust me, they, it tells a lot about you and you think, I know this is kind of going from a business perspective, but you think that Facebook is not taking full advantage of utilizing that to you know, market you to that way, then you're totally wrong. But from a platform point of view, you can definitely tell a lot about a particular person, um, about the choices that they make, the friends that they hang out with. And, you know, it's the same thing of, you know, we talk about, you know, how, how we dress, how we, you know, even though we shouldn't judge people like that, but people do. And it is a true reflection of, of your fr- your friends are a true reflection of, you know, who you actually are or who you were. If you don't want that, then we need to consciously, consciously kind of move away and create, you know, near peer groups to kind of support you. Yep. And even just to actually, you know, ascertain whether you feel that you're going in the right direction in your life, whether it's a direction for you. And I know you and I both talk about this, LT, but if you write down the names of the people, the five people you spend the most time with and seriously write them down and look at them, stare at them and go, are they holding me to my best? If you write them down and you know that they're just awesome people and they're really, and you know that they're helping you get the best out of yourself, then you, even if you're going through some doubt, you can at least know that you've got the people around you to actually support you. But if you look at that list and you go, oh, it's a bit of, you know, it's a bit yesterday, then you not may, but you would be wise to actually go about shifting it. Because I know just in my own life, LT, like particularly over the last three to six months, I've, you know, we've moved into state, we've made some massive changes in our lives. And if I didn't have the peer group around me to support me in my decisions, I don't know if it would have happened as effortlessly as it has. But when I know that the people who are around me, when, when challenge strikes, it's so, uh, it's not just relieving, but it's actually rewarding to go through major shifts with wonderful people around you. So I think that even if you're just going, okay, what's this one thing to take away? 
have a look at your peer group. And actually, if they if you can know that you're going through a challenge with great people around you, you're in a much better place. Mm. And the other takeaway as well is that if there's something that you're doing that you don't think that you should be doing or want to change about something about yourself, ask yourself this one question. What are you what are you getting out of it by doing it? Yeah. Right. That's really critical because once you start to see that, you start to recognize um, the true value, the truth, the reason, because we all do it for whatever reason. You know, we eat certain types of food because of X. And so you once you evaluate it, then I go, okay, can I get that same feeling? Right. We do it for emotions, right? It, can I get that same feeling somewhere else or through another avenue? And if you can, and if you want to really make the shift, then do that. So I hope that has been helpful, guys. Go to uh, facebook.com slash Inside Champions Mind. Like us there while you're there. Go to thewellnesscouch.com. Make sure you download these podcasts on iTunes. Subscribe to us and uh, give us a five-star rating. And tell us what you think of these podcasts. Tell us, you know, send us a message. We're happy to answer them. We love hearing back from our listeners. And thank you for those who have actually, you know, been posting up on- online about, you know, what Inside Champions Mind has done for them. We've, and, got, and a, we've them. got a very um, passionate following, don't we? Also? We do. We do. People up at the summit saying, I just love Inside the Champions Mind. I'm like, oh, I just love this. It's cool. It's cool that um, people are coming up to saying that. And, um, you know, but let's let's not just keep it to yourself. Why don't you tell your friends and um, share with other strangers that you think. We are not a secret. Yeah, we're not a secret. Tell people, you know, I, I know we kind of want to be a secret club, but we'll love to have more amazing people doing amazing things uh, as part of our tribe. So we'll love to, to hear more stories. So let's uh, let's not keep us a secret and, and tell other people. So hey, this quick, be- quick shout out. Hold on. Quick shout out before you go. Dale Jackson, you may have seen this. He says, uh, I love getting my fortnightly dose. I have loved the last two episodes on overcoming mediocrity. I have recommended this podcast to all my students after they have spent a week learning about how important it is to have the right mindset. Lawrence and Marcus, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and providing such great content. The podcast has helped me so much by providing examples and additional information to improving my training and I find the entire concept of the podcast very inspiring. So thanks to Dale Jackson for not keeping it a secret. Hey, LT. Yeah, appreciate that, Dale. Fantastic. And I, I, was, I remember writing back to you thinking, thanking you for, you know, you know, just to hear back from someone who actually teaches this stuff, uh, who are, who's getting great value from this. So thank you so much, Dale. Really appreciate it. Guys, this has been Inside the Champions Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. This is Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. See you on the next episode. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.